Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I am Jennifer and I am here today with Corey. Hey guys. And we're going to talk about something we all just love to talk about today and that is money. Woo! Money, 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 money. <laughs> well, one of the, um, the biggest things, questions that I ask a new client coming on board, and we do marketing for medical practices only, and um, it's it's we get the gamut of answers. And one of the first questions that I used to ask was, okay, so you want us to help you out and grow your practice. What's your marketing budget? And usually it's silence. It's just a quiet time of me sitting on one side of the table and the client on the other side of the table, because nine times out of 10, there's no budget or there's a perception that there's no budget to market the practice. Or they think, well, that we hired you, so there's the budget. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and in some cases it is, but you know, research will tell you that about on a general rule of thumb is about 5% of your total revenue should be set aside for marketing your practice. And this within this 5%, it would include any employees that you would have um, dedicated to marketing, any outside consultancies that would be dedicated to marketing and also to, um, you know, the actual production of collateral materials, website development, business cards, anything and everything, you know, fees for events and things of that nature. Um, that all falls within marketing. And, um, we can say this time and time again, that, you know, even if you don't spend any money outwardly on marketing, Marketing is not free. You can't grow your practice without marketing your practice. And even if the only thing you do is hire a person to go out and knock on doors, you're still paying for that person, their salary, their benefits, the insurance to keep the person, the taxes to have the person. So there's definitely a cost associated with marketing your practice. Sure. And that person is not going to go out empty handed. So then you've got the graphic design costs, you've got the print costs and whatever they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, I think it, it's safe to say that securing a budget is kind of always a concern, especially for the smaller practices, you know, where they're, you know, everyone's wearing a lot of hats and, you know, they have some money to spend, but they're not sure what to do with it. And, um, you know, it, it's not really sizable and, you know, there's kind of like a buoy in the water just kind of floating around. So I'll be sitting down with a client and the client will say to me, okay, Jen, you know, we hadn't really thought about how much we want to spend. What do you suggest? And the first thing you say is, you know, what are, what are the goals that you want to achieve? And um, when the client will start telling us, you know, the office manager will start explaining, you know, we want more patients in the door. Then we backtrack into that. And we know the ways that we're going to use inbound marketing to attract patients. And um, we backtrack into that, you know, as we're building up our budget numbers. But the fact is you can have a budget as low as the cost of an employee. And um, then you start adding on that we're gonna attend 10 health fairs next next year. We're gonna do a website redevelopment and things of that nature. And um, we have clients that'll have a budget set aside of $1,000 a month. And we have clients that set aside at 10 and $15,000 a month. It just depends on what the goals are that you're actually um, interested in achieving. Sure. And, and I think one thing that kind of drives the budget conversation, whether you know, there's an established budget or you're, you're trying to set up a, a new budget, 
is the return on investment. Absolutely. And um, one of the ways that we measure return on investment is um, to create dashboard reports that track the analytics on all of the measurables across the board for the practice, um, the things that relate to marketing. So we track social media, we track website uh, traffic, we track the AdWords campaigns and how much we're spending on acquiring potential patients. We track eyeballs, we track conversions through social media, and we track how much time it takes to keep the website living and breathing. We track how many events that we attend, how much we get out of those events, how many people RSVP, how many phone calls come in. Everything gets tracked through a dashboard report. Yeah, we actually um, spent some time recently in a podcast talking about ROI specifically. So uh, if you are interested in that, and uh, I I think you might be, uh, it's highly recommended that you check out that past episode for you. So one thing we have that um, might be helpful to you, and we have it in the show notes, is a sample budget for medical practices. And essentially, it's a spreadsheet that is set up with anything and everything that you probably can think of that you may or may not participate in to market your practice. So it's everything from traditional print advertising and television to uh, you know AdWord campaigns, how much you should set aside for collateral material. You know, one thing people don't always think about when they're setting up their budget or trying to get more money for the budget is that if you run ads or if you go on social media, you need dollars for graphic design. And even if you have somebody in-house who can kind of create a handy-dandy flyer, you need dollars to purchase photos. Um, so the so the sample budget spreadsheet we've got has all this stuff included for you, so please feel free to grab it free of charge. Um, take a look at it. There's even a video, I think, that goes along with it. So, Jen, for, for each client, I mean, how do you kind of help them manage the, the budget? Like, what? how much time and effort is involved in kind of wrangling this thing and, and keeping it under control? Typically, I will go out and help a client um, put their budget together towards the end of the year for the year ahead. So we will sit down with a client, try to understand what it is they're trying to achieve, and put together a budget based on that. From a retainer standpoint, because we work on retainer, um, we also do an hourly fee here and there, but we mainly work on retainer. We'll say, all right, within their budget, they've got enough dollars for 20 hours worth of work, and then we'll budget our time within the client's actual budget. And then there's other times where, um, and this probably applies to our listeners, you've got a budget. Let's say that your practice is going to spend $25,000 that they've allocated um, next year for marketing the practice. You got the budget into a budget spreadsheet. You put it all together, and now you've got to track and make sure you don't go over budget. Sometimes your accounting department is um, using some older software or something like that, or the codes are a little off. So usually once a quarter, I will go to the accounting department and get a printout of everything. But what I do is each and everything that comes through that has to be paid for for marketing goes into a spreadsheet. That spreadsheet correlates with my marketing budget spreadsheet, which is typically broken into categories. So the categories are like print advertising, online marketing, social media, things of that nature, events. And so I will go in literally and put line items into a spreadsheet that feed into a master budget. And then I can see dollar for dollar where I spent my money in a particular quarter and if that paid off or not, and if I have any money left over. And my rule of thumb is always to return money at the end of the year. And why is that? I think that it shows that you're conservative in the fact that you're not just willy-nilly spending people's money. 
Um, it's a very fine line though, because you should never just leave, just don't ask for so much money and then not spend it because then it looks like you don't know what you're doing. Hmm. But at the same time, don't overspend, you know, save five, 7% back and return it and say, you know, look, marketing, not only did we deliver X, Y, Z results, but I gave you money back because we did it for less money than we thought it was going to take. So going through and, and um, kind of you know, balancing that budget, making sure that everything has a place and it's all accounted for, it, does that take a lot of time or is it pretty simple once you kind of get the hang of it? I will usually spend um, the month of October working on budgets. And so, yeah, I think once you've put your budget together, um, it doesn't take that much time. The hardest part is doing it for the very first time because you need to understand what you've done in years prior and what works and what doesn't. And then making the case, you, you can make the case for, for going after more money if you're measuring ROI and you're really proving your self-worth. Um, so the first time, yeah, you can expect it's going to take you a good week to put your budget together and you're not going to have time to do anything else. And then it's a couple hours of maintenance every single month. Sorry, that turned into like an interview sort of thing. It's okay. I'm used to, I'm used to an interview. <laughs> um, so one thing that you mentioned there was actually going out and getting more money. And so I, I just wanted to mention real quick that HubSpot came out with a recent study and they said that uh, for those who tracked ROI, they were over 20% more likely to receive a higher budget than their counterparts who failed to really keep tabs on what they were doing. Yeah, I will say, I mean, if you're going to go out and fight for more dollars, only fight for dollars where you can measure, truly measure things. And sometimes getting more dollars to market the practice, you don't even necessarily pay attention to it, but getting those dollars just means having more work. And sometimes it might even be work that you may not even be able to get done yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think Corey can attest to, we have a client that's increased their AdWords budget across the board. And after he started looking at that increase in the AdWords budget and the way that they want to market the practice, he's looking at a, about 40 hours per specialty just to set up these accounts. That's money that's got to be budgeted. Yep, and, and that money yep. is, that money and that time all has to be budgeted. Now, now luckily in something like that, it's it's kind of all budgeted up front because you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Um, but yeah, you, you still have to account for every one of those dollars and every one of those hours setting those things up. Yeah, it's not just budgeting money, it's also budgeting time. Yeah, and I think the, the, the key thing to remember, you know, is obviously, you know, if you're... If you're making more money, uh, then you get more money, right? So it, as long as you can report on those things, if you're going after more money and, and you have a baseline and you can say that you did X, Y, and Z over the past year, you're going to be able to get the dollars that you need to accomplish whatever the next goal is. So Corey, do you have an idea um, kind of moving in the next couple of years where people should start thinking about putting their money? Yeah, I would say that over the next couple of years, I, I think this year you're really going to see a lot of it is um, in terms of digital marketing and you know spending thing spending dollars on things that you can track, and that can be anything from an AdWords campaign like we were talking about to maybe um, maybe you're you're focused on running traffic to your website by doing some retargeting campaigns and things like that, which is uh, basically um, real quick twenty thousand. What is it? 20,000 20, feet in the area. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, basically, what will happen is um, someone goes to your website. They do not complete an action, such as uh, press the call button or try and schedule an appointment. Uh, and then you can actually track them across really any site that's that's in this sort of ad network. You can give them a banner ad or you can target them on, on Facebook and, and uh, just give them an ad specific to the page that they were looking at. So if they have a knee problem, you can give them an ad that says, you know, we can help you uh, use your knee again. 
and then they come back to the website, they convert at that point, they are no longer followed and they count as a conversion for you and then you can uh, take that number, put it into your dashboard as a success and mark it off your list. Yeah, and I think we're going to see more and more of that. More, yeah. I think we're also going to see more and more people, um, if you haven't already budget, budgeted for a mobile-friendly website, a responsive design website, mm -hmm. now is the time you have to do it. Yeah, we see with a lot of our clients that um, a majority of traffic is now coming from uh, mobile sites. Sometimes as much as 56% of traffic comes from mobile for, for one of our clients uh, every single month without fail. So we know that uh, the site has to be mobile friendly because that's how the majority of people are actually kind of um, ingesting that content, if you will. So I think mobile friendly is a big one. Uh, video is a big one. If you haven't done that already, investing in, uh, in, in the, the YouTube channel because people don't like to read. So the more that they can watch or listen to like this handy podcast right here, uh, the better off you're going to be. I find one of the, the um, first points of entry for a client, um, a practice that maybe, you know, it's a big deal they're hiring an agency. So they hire an agency and they say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then we say to them, all right, all right, practice. If you spend a hundred dollars a month, we can increase your social media presence, um, tenfold. And sometimes that's the first point of entry into spending money on traffic and spending money promoting the practice because it's, Social media is a great place that you can put a small amount of money in and get a big return mm -hmm. on that investment. And at the same time, it allows your physicians to start understanding, all right, this is quantifiable. I can see exactly how it's growing. I can see where it's helping me in my, in my reviews for the practice, in my branding, in my, in my search rankings. So sometimes that first point of entry for getting your practice to spend a little more money is on your social media. And that can be as little as $100 a month. Yeah, and, and like like you said, everything is quantifiable. So at the end of the year, you can say that you know each like cost you six cents or eight cents or whatever it is, and then you can turn around and you can look at the increased number of reviews you're suddenly getting. Or uh, for one of our clients, every time we not every time I would say probably uh, seven out of ten times when we post something, the comment if we boost that piece of content. There's a comment in there somewhere that says, oh, Dr. So-and-so is the absolute best. I love him so much and this and that. And they'll, they'll share the posts and, and they do kind of all of the legwork for you. Whereas if we did not boost that piece of content, there's a very real chance that that person never would have seen that. We never would have had that interaction or seen the residual benefit from it. Yeah. And another place that's a, um, it's taking more effort to convince people that you have to pay for traffic, but the fact is you now have to pay for traffic. Um, there's too many places that you're competing for traffic and eyeballs. And you know, just like I said, you could pay for that $100 entry into social media. Um, it's also critical to start paying, whether it's through retargeting like Corey was mentioning earlier or paying for AdWords or just paying for placement. Um, more and more, you've got to pay a little bit to get into the game. Well, it's the thing is that it, you know it's so competitive. So I look at it and I explain it to clients as you know going to the store for milk. Like if you need milk, you go to the store and you buy it, and that's how traffic has become. So if you need traffic, you go to the store, and in this case, the store is Google or Facebook, Twitter, what have you, and you buy it. And that's just the that's the nature of the beast at the moment, and you have to pay to play essentially. Yeah, and these are things that you have to know when you're putting together your budget, so that you can then put together your dashboard report, so you can track how that money gets spent, and then you can go make the argument of why you need more money, or maybe you need to shift money, or things of that nature. the The beauty of it is there's so many. Most of marketing today is something that you can measure. And if you can measure it, then you can prove its worth. And if it doesn't work, you can check it off your list and say, we're not going to do that again. And it's not just feel good like it used to be in the past, 
but it's actually something you can measure from point A to point B and a small amount of money getting your toe wet can make a significant difference in the end. And if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. So visit the um, visit the review notes for this podcast and you can get a copy of the budget. You can get a copy of the dashboard report and I believe there is also a video that shows you how to put the budget together. And if you're driving, those notes will be there when you're done. Don't try and do it yeah, right now. Yeah, you don't need to do it right now. <laughs> and um, with that, happy marketing and this is Jennifer. This is Court. And we'll see you next time. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.